127 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm that, Eric Michaels. That always feels kind of redundant to me. What? Book news, uh-huh. author news, literary news. Right. It all sorts of, it sort of feels like the same thing. I think we put literary news there in case there's things that are happening in the world of books. Would you say like the announcement of the Edgar Award nominees? Yes. Well, maybe we should talk about that later for a segment. Okay. That's literary news. Okay. And yeah. author news would be like James Patterson has started writing nonfiction uh-huh. with other writers, yes. essentially nonfiction yes. bookshots. Yeah. James Patterson and Ron Chernow. Yeah. Together. Yeah. <laughs> together at last. Yeah. The life of. Okay. Hmm? Go ahead. The life of Mr. Rogers. Mr. Ro- yeah. Ron Chernow is doing. Yeah. Well, it's he, a deep... he was a military vet. A, there's a lot. There's a lot so. to mine there. Doesn't he have like a lot of confirmed kills? I think that's an urban legend. Really? I don't know. We'll have to check with Ron Chernow and, and James Patterson. And James, James Patterson. Patterson presents Ron Chernow just as Mr. A, Rogers. As a public service announcement, I want to say that James Patterson and Ron Chernow, two are the best of our knowledge, uh-huh. are not collaborating no. on a biography about Mr. Rogers. That's that's correct. Okay. Yeah. It could happen. Sure, it could happen. It maybe it's not currently happening. Anyway, I interrupted you. You were about to say that you're Eric Mickles. Yeah. And I'm Nick Gunning. Hey, Nick. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Yeah. Uh, well, we're excited because today... Uh-huh. We have the uh, new art exhibit up, what, Recognizing Women's Right to Vote in New York State. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a rotating exhibit. We applied back in November to host this, and we were selected as the first library in 2018 to get it. So we're that's, very excited to that's have us it here. Baby. That's right. Uh, it's, it was originally put together through funding from the South Central Regional Library Council. The display is up now. And yeah. it will be up through February 2nd. So mm-hmm. stop in, check it out, check out one of our great books on the topic, sign the guest book. Yeah. Take pictures, whatever you want to do. But yeah. we're excited to have it. So we thank our friends at the SCRLC. Mm. See if you're familiar with it, you can say it really fast, but I yeah. have to look. So what is it, it was a little slow. SCRLC. SCRLC. Southern, Southern South Central Regional Library Council. SCRLC. Yeah. Nice. Yep. yep. Do you see how quickly I memorized all that? Yeah, you did. Do you think I could use that as like a weapon? I, not a probably. weapon. Not a weapon. I guess I, I went weapon. <laughs> yeah. for, I meant yeah, like your instincts to just earn money. In and sure. You yeah. Can use that to get cash. Yeah, like a, on a game show or something. Yeah. It'd be really helpful. Yeah. I panicked though. You would. They'd you, ask me like you a question. You choke under pressure. Yeah. I, they'd I, ask me a question about my personal life. And I every, every time we played yeah. racquetball, you'd yeah. start to edge me out. And then you'd be like, I'm about to win. Oh, yeah. and you'd like trip. Yeah. And but didn't you also like hit me in the face? With my fist? No, with your racket. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you did. I don't think so. Was that not you? Don't remember it. Well, somebody did. It was either you or my wife. I think it was her. Really? Yeah. Oh. She's got the bangs covering her eyes. Just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. She's not going to be uh, happy you said I'm that. I'm sorry. You know, folks, we wasted a lot of great material before we started rolling. That's All this true. talk about Mr. Snuffleupagus. Barkley the dog. Barkley the dog, who, which I confused for Sprocket from Fraggle Rock. Fraggle but, Rock. You know. That kind of spontaneity you can't yeah. recreate. I'm so sorry I didn't hit record. We're just going to have to move on. Let's move into our yeah. bookmark. Let's talk about what we've been reading. Oh, that, was, that is fast. I know. All right. Do you want to start? Sure. Why not? Nice. Uh, I finished some stuff. I finished volume three in the new Rebirth Batman series, I Am Bane. Ah. It's the last one before the War of Jokes and Riddles, which has gotten good reviews and seems to be mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, something that doesn't have good reviews that's taken us like a year to get would be The Dark Knight Strikes Again by Frank Miller. Yay. It's so weird and so bad. Have you yeah. read it yet? No. I I've never, I've never been it. a huge like Frank Miller fan. Yeah. But uh, even I mean, I could get the appeal of Dark Knight Returns, even though it wasn't like my jam. Mm-hmm. This one... Uh, kind of turned into nonsense. I don't think anybody liked it. It just like it's like a little kid just scribbled and yeah. started writing. Really, I don't think anybody's like Dark Knight really Strikes Again is the misunderstood brilliant dark sequel. <laughs> nonsense. But we have it in our collection, yeah. folks, so you can read the whole Frank Miller. That's weird saga because as far as I know, yeah, Dark Knight Strikes Again, yeah, just like demolishes uh, Dick Grayson uh-huh. as a character. Uh-huh. And I thought you enjoy watching him just get torn apart you thought i would like seeing one of my favorite characters yeah i thought you like character assassination particularly no. aimed at nightwing no i don't oh, i don't okay. like that at all i don't all like right. that at all so i read those two things yeah uh and i also finished binary by michael crichton yeah writing as john lang yeah uh it was pretty good are you you're familiar with this or you're not uh of two night nineries uh that was confusing <laughs> sorry what is that uh, even no mean? i haven't read that one yet okay what is the film there's a film version of this do you remember what it's called binary no 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 it's called something else john lang's binary starring martin <laughs> okay. sheen as All right, mr binary actually martin sheen is in the movie son did, of did you, a gun did you do that on purpose i just assumed <laughs> 
he is. The movie is called... Oh, oh wow. Did you just get really emotional <laughs> thinking did. about Martin Sheen in binary? <laughs> oh, Marty Sheen. Uh, the movie is called Pursuit. Oh, okay. So I, are we ordering... We're going to get this in our collection, right? Yes. We would have had it on our next DVD shipment, but somebody forgot. Oh. Me. Okay. I forgot to get All it. All right. But so, I got Batman and Scooby-Doo Brave and the Bold. This is not the Michael Crichton that you know. Uh, this is no. a much younger Michael Crichton. Yes. This book was written in, let's see, 1972. Yes. Uh, it's really, it's a political thriller. Yeah. This is Michael Crichton before his travels, where he learned uh, yeah. ninjutsu. Sure. And battled it has a It's a has a bio, it, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a techno thriller. They're listing it as one, but I wouldn't. Ah. It has kind of a bioterrorism ah. plot, so... I don't really think that's techno, but oh, the yeah. weird thing about it... No, is this is techno. You're right, you're right. The weird thing about it is that it's a it's a high-stakes book. Uh-huh. Like somebody is actively trying to assassinate the president, right. and it seems like it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But it feels like such a weird, like, enclosed story. Right. Like, it doesn't feel like there's government agencies and, like, mm-hmm. mass panic and this whole thing. It seems mm-hmm. like... Uh, We've got our main character, uh-huh. Graves, uh, going after this thing, right. and that's pretty much it. Hmm. And so it's weird, because it, I, f- I swear there's like five characters in the whole book, mm-hmm. and it's about assassinating the president. So it feels like like a bottle episode on a sitcom, only about nice. assassinating the president. Okay. So it was a quick read. I yeah. enjoyed it, but I thought, that's kind of weird. I like bottle episodes. Yeah, I do too, but <laughs> like the scope yeah. was so huge that it just didn't mm-hmm. really make a lot of sense. I didn't you know think- what else I like? What? I like when you have an ensemble cast and you take some characters that aren't normally put together oh. and they just go off and do a fun thing. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Let me think of like one. If, like if Sulu and Dr. McCoy hung out. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Or, uh, or Eric and Sean from Boy Meets World. They don't get a lot of huh. one-on-one time. Huh. Yeah, you're right. So You're right about that. Well, wait, I guess they do because they live together for a while. Oh, Darn it. What are you going to do? Well, That's all right, I got nothing. Topanga and Eric, they didn't do a lot oh, together. you're right. Yeah, that'd be an odd so, one. I guess I just like the Eric-centered Boy Meets World. Seems like it. Or the Seems Eric-centered like That 70s Show. Yeah. I am currently Do you remember the episode of Smallville with the character Eric? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Magneto's name is Eric. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. I know it is. The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Hey. By Mark Manson. I just, oh, I thought you were talking about how Big I like characters named Eric. Big from last year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm reading my way through that. Birthday present of this year. That's right. We do have it here in our collection, so you can check hey, it out. that copy that just got added to the collection, that wasn't a birthday present, was it? The one that just got added to the collection yeah. of a book that I'm still reading. Oh, you're still reading it? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, I'm reading that. Uh-huh. I will let you know how I feel. Uh, I'm also mm-hmm. currently reading All-Star Batman, Volume okay. 1. This is where Scott Snyder jumps over to this title, yeah. and John Romita of Marvel fame is illustrating it. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I like I like the look of it. Yeah? I'll tell you how it goes. He he was doing uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, was he? Yeah. I liked or he, he is. He did a bit on Superman, and I really like that, too. Yeah, it's so, so weird seeing John Romita's art on DC Comics. Yeah, it because is very noticeably I just, like Spider-Man-y. Yeah, everything I see, I'm like, oh, that's either Marvel or whatever Mark Miller yeah, wants him to like do. Vertigo or yeah. something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's it for me. Yeah. Rewatched Lord of the Rings last night for the first time Fellowship. in quite a while. You keep while. saying Fellowship. Lord of the Rings like that means I'm sorry. You, the yeah. first of the Lord of the Rings yes, Fellowship saga, of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, with my little brother, our frequent guest star. Oh, boy. Okay. Stevie Wonder. Give me a brown paper bag to breathe into for a second. <laughs> no, I'm fine. You can dislike those movies. No, it's not that I dislike them. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I'm not like a hardcore fan, mm-hmm. but I appreciate them. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. He'd never seen them before. So yeah. This was his dipping his toe in the yeah. water. He's a weird guy. My brother? <laughs> yeah. They've listened to him on like eight episodes now. They know he's a weird guy. <laughs> That's true. A weird, lovable little scam. Yeah, long-time listeners are like, oh, he hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it checks out. It checks out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's seen the animated Hobbit from the 70s and prefers it. <laughs> no, I made yeah, that up. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I have. I'm yeah. not even sure. Do you know when that movie, when Fellowship of the Ring came out, they made a Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the, or Two Towers okay. game, yeah. but they also made a Hobbit game, but it was the license from the books. Yeah. So it was a GameCube Hobbit game. I love that game. That was like on the books. I love it. Nobody liked that. Really? really? Yeah, oh, I didn't. So you good. played that game? Yeah. Man. I really liked it. You are a mystery. Thank you. Everyone must stand alone. Well, I do. I'm not going to sing any more of that song. Oh, that's a song? Madonna. Uh, I only like know a the, prayer. the Dick Tracy soundtrack. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I can't help you. Well, I, can't, if, I was about to sing any line, but I'm pretty sure it's all pretty dirty. Oh, okay. So what have you been reading? 
uh, Madonna lyrics. Really? Specifically. Wow. It has been filthy. Awakening. Yeah, I bet it has. Uh, okay, what have I finished book wise? Yeah. Uh, Lay it on me. I'm gonna. Sorry. Sorry. <gasps> we must have sorry at the same time. I forgive you. <laughs> I didn't say I forgive you I at know. the same time. I know. So I'm, still hold, I'm still holding that grudge. A lot of resentment. Um, okay. Uh, so. Hey, today is my childhood best friend Dan Manson's birthday. Uh huh. Turning 35. Uh huh. So shout outs to uh, Dan Manson. Hope nice. you're having a good birthday, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Go on with I your book. I assume he's a nicer Manson than the other Manson. Mark Manson, author of. Uh, the subtle art of not, of not giving enough. He's probably Mark nicer. Manson. Yeah, Mark no. Manson okay. is the author. That's that's yeah. the Manson I was asking if he was, was. nicer okay. than yeah. Well, he might so. be. Anyway, no, I, I, I no, Charles Manson. Who now? Charles? I haven't read Manson. His stuff. <laughs> okay, you haven't read his stuff. No. His song lyrics, I no, guess. I haven't. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I finished uh, Cable and Deadpool. Yeah, you have. No, when I say I finished it, I mean I finished like that run, okay. that whole series. Okay. It's collected in eight volumes. This started in like 2006. And I read this like day one, but I only read like the first two graphics when it came out. All right. And now with the Marvel app, I was like, I'm going to finish this one. It's it's fun. I like yeah. it. Here's the thing. Did I already bring this up last you've, time? You've fallen down a well. Of... I had forgotten that Cable had switched over to X-Men mm. and then he died in the X-Men. Yes. And so it becomes a Deadpool book. Okay. Um, but it's still called like, Cable and Deadpool. Yeah. So for like the last seven issues, you know what? what? Similar thing happened on Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Oh, Shirley yeah. was like, "I'm out," and it was just Laverne going okay. solo. So this is a conversation we had by ourselves, like yeah, at lunch or me. something. You and me just talking about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. As we do. Yeah. Talk about Cable and Deadpool and Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Boy, there's a team up. I think we talked about right it at McDonald's. There. Look out, Lenny and Squiggy. C- Cable and Cable and Deadpool and Laverne and Shirley. Oh, the four yeah. of them hanging the out in a car. Team up book. Yeah. Who? So who's the Deadpool equivalent of Laverne and Shirley? Who's like the wacky one for the straight man? I, I'm going to give that to... Oh, that's tough. Who's the straight man? Well... Who's Cable? They have their own They have their own dynamic. Are either Laverne or Shirley, a super soldier from the future, come back in time to stop Apocalypse and save mutant kind? Possibly that was Mork. If I'm <laughs> okay. It's been a while since I've seen them. But. All right. I don't know how these crossovers work. Nanu, nanu. Um, hey, you were, you've been giving me guff on Goodreads. Because you think I read, you think I read ten volumes of Deadpool classic. If feeling like I need to have an intervention, which I did not, is giving you and guff. you thought the same thing I did with uh, the Punisher. Punisher, yeah, you gotta. But what I did is need... I went on Goodreads and I just retroactively added them to having read the Deadpool one specifically, two thousand two. Okay. When I read the single issues. Okay. I'm sorry you had to see them. It's okay. I'm just worried about you. All right. It's a lot of violence. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Punisher. He stands against like everything I like in superhero comics, but That's I can't, true. I can't put his comics down. Yeah. I read thirty-five issues in one day. I can't, mean, what is that? Did you really? Yeah, I finished the Steve Dillon oh Marvel Knights one. That was thirty-five issues. Oh my! Gosh. That was the day you're like, hey, what's going on, man? Everything yeah. okay? Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a dark day for you. Well, yeah, that's because my black light went out. So, do you have a black light? Well, I'm reading the Punisher. <laughs> Hey, did I tell you I burnt myself on, with incense? I watched it live on your Twitch channel. Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to plug in my phone. Yeah. Hit the desk with my head. Yeah. Incense fell out of its little boat. Yeah. It was one of those little cones, and when I went to go pick it up, it burnt my hand. I still got the little burn. That, uh, it's that not is little. A, that's it's a real peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Into the private life of Eric Michaels. Yeah. Uh, also, I finished... I burn my hand on my incense while I'm trying to play video games for strangers. Ah! <laughs> uh... <laughs> Code Talker, a novel about the Navajo Marines of World War II by Joseph Bruchak. Gordon Levitt. Bro- nope, Joseph Bruchak. Oh, he uh, was hilarious in Third Rock from the Sun. So this this is a young adult, juvenile-ish book uh, okay. on the younger age, I would think, for young adult, except there's war violence. Sure. So, But the writing style seems younger. But it's long, and it's kind of boring. Hmm. I read this because it was for a book club I was doing with eighth graders. Will they like it? Uh, no, they hated it. Oh, well. None of them. <laughs> okay. I, I asked them how they I, I always say, like, who liked it and mm-hmm. sees the hands, and then who didn't like it, and all the hands went up for who didn't like really? it. Yes. Well, at least you had consensus. And I asked them what it was, and they were just like, it was boring and hard to follow, and, like, the character was boring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those are all things that I was thinking. <sighs> So that was rough. Also, the seventh graders didn't like Stargirl by Jerry Spinelli, which the classic. seventh graders liked last year. So really? I don't know what happened with these Some, seventh graders. Those jaded little monsters. But it was the, so I was 0 for 2 that, that's, that 
Friday. With a book club, Brooklyn. that's not always the worst thing, though. Yeah. I and mean, sometimes that gets the best conversation. Yeah, Code Talker. Going. No. Not, not, not Code. Time. Stargirl did, yes. Okay. Uh, Code Talker, no. Too boring. Code Talker was like, so did what you didn't just... you like about it? And they were just like, ugh, Everything. didn't finish it. Was <laughs> yeah. that, uh, did you just pick that or do you have them vote? I or? picked Code Talker because I thought it looked interesting. It was like, oh, about a Navajo uh, American who, well, I guess I just was redundant right there. Okay. Uh, who you know joins the marines in world war ii like there's world war ii books are are gold with kids okay but no this book was and we had lots of copies in the library so i was like oh this must have must be good yeah it was not it was boring i had to apologize to the kids i'm like well i'm sorry you had to apologize well i didn't have to i felt like i should so i said sorry oh uh so i picked up two books the first one i'm going to read is the hate you give okay by angie thomas yeah yeah uh, spoiler alert we'll talk about that one a little bit later in the episode now oh, that is a spoiler yeah and then i'm uh i'm gonna read turtles all the way down when i finish the hate you give okay why do you yeah why do you say it like that what like that hey uh my wife is listening hi to, no not to the podcast oh. i mean she is oh hey, hi Kendra. uh <laughs> she's listening to the audiobook of uh artemis foul by andy ware oh and it's read by Rosario Dawson. Oh. And she has informed me it's real bad. Oh, really? She says the dialogue. Ooh. Not the dialogue, just the narration, because it's first person. But it's basically the... Is I it keep, a female protagonist? Yes. Oh. Who's written very poorly. Mm. There's lines in there like, I laughed like a little girl, but hey, I am a girl, so it's okay. Oh, boy. Um, she hasn't even gotten to that line. She shares some doozies with me now. Oh, boy. Um, there's a lot of like... Uh, don't get any ideas, and that's not even what I meant. A lot of stuff like that. Jeez. Like, definitely a guy who maybe doesn't talk to a lot of women yeah. is writing a woman. He's she definitely s- not going to talk to women after they read that yeah. book. She said the only thing that's really making it bearable is Rosario Dawson's doing a pretty good job. Because oh, Rosario good. Dawson can play sassy pretty well. So she's yeah. probably giving some life to the... But that's real. She also said the plot's kind of stupid. So that's really disappointing, because we both like The Martian. Yeah. It, I don't know. I was kind of skeptical about that book. The, yeah. the style of The Martian, mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt like he had that story yeah. in him. And to, to either yeah. you have to sort of replicate that or mm-hmm. do something totally different. And yeah. Well, like from what she's been telling me, I don't know if I'm going to want to read Artemis anytime yeah. soon. For as much as I like that other book, it really, yeah. I've not been interested at all. In this but hey, so. if you liked Artemis, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, we would love to know. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's that's it. I've got so many more comics I'm going to read. I didn't. I think I told you this. I was up till one a.m. because you can add comics on your Marvel Unlimited to your library <laughs> okay. for future. And I was like, "What characters haven't I read?" Oh, and so boy. like, it's one a.m. and I'm like, "Did Bishop have his own series? <laughs> yes, he had two. Oh my gosh, Jack of Hearts. Do you find him? No, yet? no Jack of Hearts. All right. But I'm just adding him like. Oh, here's three Venom miniseries from okay. 1993 alone. <laughs> All right, to read, please. I don't know why I sound like that, like a like a weird Keanu. Yeah, like, like a weird type. Keanu. Yes. Okay. What's he up to lately? Do they have all 25 issues of Gambit? Nay, they have but 12. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, what's he up to now? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. John Wick three. Are they really making John Wick 3? Yeah, they're making a John... They have to. John Wick 2 ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, I really okay. like the John Wick movies. I hear you do, yeah. They are uber violent, though. Are they? I would not suggest you ever watch well, John thanks. Wick. Thanks for looking out for me. Yeah. There's one... There was... And I, I like action. And I have the... Uh, what do you call it? Benefit of the doubt? Not benefit of the doubt. Suspension of disbelief. Okay. But there's like one scene where he's escaping from an area, and I'm like, surely he's run out of ammo by now. Yeah. And then, nope. Yeah, I don't... More. He never seems to reload. It just just like eight headshots huh. sometimes he like shoots Crazy. a guy in the knee shoots two guys in the head and then two turns back and shoots the guy he shot in the knee in the head wow and he just shot him in the knee because he had other things to do before the headshot i would like to read you the synopsis for uh keanu reeves upcoming science fiction thriller is he really it's called replicas is this a book or a movie movie Okay. A daring synthetic biologist who, uh-huh. after a car accident, kills his family will stop at oh, nothing no. to bring them They're, back, oh. even if it means pitting him against a government-controlled laboratory, a police task force, and the physical laws of science. Listen. Do you want to watch it? I'm going to watch it. When does okay. that come out in theaters? Or is it direct to DVD? June. Well, it's released in June. Who knows where mm. it's going to come yeah. out. <laughs> well, I just got a movie pass. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's true. So, Hey, 
Mm-hmm. I would like to read to you the synopsis for the upcoming <laughs> romantic crime thriller starring Keanu Reeves. Okay. Called <laughs> Siberia. The film tells the story of an American diamond merchant, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves sure. who travels to Russia to sell rare blue diamonds of questionable origin. Mm. As the deal begins to collapse, he falls into an obsessive relationship with a Russian cafe owner in a small Siberian town. As their passion builds, Smoky. so does the treacherous world of the diamond trade from mm. which he is unable to extricate himself. Uh-huh. That one sounds more fun to me. Really? Molly Ringwald's in it? Wow, is she the Russian? I don't know. She's not the Russian. You don't think she could do a Russian accent? Probably not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. All of these diamonds I have sold, truly you are the finest diamond. I'm telling you this as a friend. That is the worst Molly Ringwald impression <laughs> that I have ever heard. I don't think that you should do that again. You had me at hello. No, that's Renee Zellweger. Please stop. <laughs> All right. Is that, is that it for your... Whoa. <laughs> okay. Was that Molly Ringwald? No. From no, Breakfast Club? Not again. Not not Molly Ringwald. When they when no the the right with the pen mm-hmm. scene. I don't think so. Okay. I think you're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you finish your bookmark? Is that it? Yeah. Sorry, okay. I took a long time talking that's about right. my bookmark. No, that's fine. Wait, I think I did something or saw something. Well, did I go to a movie? I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't keeper. go to a movie. Did I go see a show? Oh, you did. You went to see. I saw da- dancing. I, I went to dancing with the with stars. The stars. Live. Yeah. <laughs> live. Okay. So, Eric. At Shay's Music Hall? Now, listen, I did called? not spend my weekend with America's sweetheart, Frankie Muniz. That's true. Star of Malcolm in the Middle yeah. and Agent Cody Banks. What did you do? I shook hands with America's sweetheart. <laughs> Frankie Muniz? Frankie Muniz. Star of Malcolm in the Middle and, and Big Fat Liars? Of, uh, and I shook the hand of Jordan Fisher. I kind of. He, he played Lawrence and Philip in Hamilton. Okay. Is that the kid? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's young. Malcolm, no. He's like really young. Oh, Jordan Fisher, yes. Yeah. Frankie Muniz, he looks young. He's in Grease Live. They, oh, that's right. I think he played the one who, he played the guy who was on the guitar. And the, Duty? Yes. Did he? I don't know. Did he? Play I don't Duty? know. I don't know. <laughs> he did. Duty. Yes, he did. So, and remember we saw that. that, we saw that and we're like, who is this guy? Yeah. This is like a great scene. He was really good at that. Yeah. Hey folks, guess what? We have the DVD and the CD in our soundtrack yeah. and for Grease Live. I don't know if and we have Agent Cody Banks. We have the soundtrack to Moana as I well. I think we do have Big Fat Liar. Okay. Which is Paul Giamatti with Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz, yes. Eric's so. friend. Hey, I'll tell you something. The dancers on Dancing with the Star lot shorter than you think they'll be really yeah sharna especially i thought she was very tall would but... you believe that i've never given consideration to this okay size yeah. well I, sh- tall? I shook hands with uh adam i don't know who that is uh i shook hands with Lindsay. don't know who that and is jordan fisher and on okay. the way out i made sure to shake hands and say hi to frankie minas hey uh-huh how old are you me yeah 31 okay why frankie Muniz is a little bit older than you 33 he is 32 Born December of 1985. Hey, I used to... This, this is kind of confusing. Hey, I have to tell you one more thing. Okay. His full name is Francisco Muniz IV. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> I don't know if that changes your perception. When I used to watch but... Fra- uh, Malcolm the Middle, yeah, it the three young brothers that were living at home sure. were basically me and my brothers. Really? Except... Were you Frankie Muniz? That's the difference. Like, oh. I'm the oldest, Okay. I, I related most to Malcolm, right. and I have a, my He's the the second middle. brother was more like Reese, who was the older brother. And but then Jor- my brother Jordan was very much like uh, Dewey. Now, when you watch Frankie Muniz in Sharknado 3, oh, hell no. Uh-huh. Um, who did you... Who did I relate who to? Who did you relate Mark to? Mark Cuban as the president. Uh, Mark Cuban. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. That's fine. So uh, it was a good show. Good. The Dancing with the Stars Live. Yeah. A lot of, that was in a lot of great Shays dancing. in Buffalo? Yeah. Shays in Buffalo. Wow. Well, now people know where i was oh my gosh yeah in the past uh that's crazy uh yeah it was really good i think i think even you yourself without having any understanding of dancing with the stars might have enjoyed it because there's just a lot of good dancing oh, well so do you like watching people dance someone didn't invite me so oh, well i think i asked if you wanted to go and you're like no thank you oh okay yeah, yeah. that's true so you did invite me and i yeah. rebuffed your advances yeah. Okay. yeah i think i even offered you physical tickets i put them on your desk and yeah. you ripped them up in my face that's actually coming back to me yeah, now form them in a cigarette and then just <laughs> blew the smoke into right. my face yeah exactly i don't even smoke <laughs> yeah so that was a lot yeah. of which is a lot. good because yeah we killed your lungs couldn't handle yeah, like nothing yeah. nothing could yeah all right let's uh let's get into <laughs> what's new in the publication world now would you whoa, call whoa. this book news this this would be book this news. is the book news that you so often speak of yes. okay well folks uh i'm gonna start with large print so this is gonna be Have here you not known what 
like book news, author no, news, and literary news. No, I guess I could parse it out. <laughs> just whenever I hear it, I think like, aren't those the same? No, award but, seasons. Well, that's I'm, literary news. You're right. I'm glad that you. I'm glad you yeah. took the time. <laughs> uh, coming in large print, actually in February. Oh, so starting with large print. Quickly. Yeah. Calm down, killer. Patterned after death. Uh-huh. A Southern Sewing Circle Mystery, mm-hmm. book number 12. Y'all finished with that quilt yet? <laughs> Y'all Every, still working on that quilt? Everyone in Sweetbriar, South Carolina, knows former high school football star Jake Davis and Noah mm-hmm. Madden. The two were fierce rivals once and now, 20 years later. Y'all remember the Jake? quarterbacks <laughs> haven't lost their luster. <laughs> so town folks are surprised when Jake and Noah team up for a business venture, and there's only one suspect when Noah turns up murdered. Margaret Louise, mm-hmm. sorry, Margaret Louise, Jake's mother and one of the founding members of the Sewing Circle is about think Jake did it. to take the attack on her son's <laughs> reputation lying down. Sorry, yeah. lying down. In fact, she's in full mama bear mode. I don't feel good about saying that. I didn't write it and I'm just reading it verbatim, but I still feel like... Anyway, and Tori and the rest of the Sweet Briar gang are more than willing to help her sharpen her claws mm-hmm. to catch a killer because she's a mama bear. Yeah. Sharpening the claws. Okay. Well, that is coming to you in large print next month. Now, keep Y'all, in mind. I'll bet a liter of sweet tea that Jake did it. There are 11 sewing circles before this. Uh-huh. Would you like oh to hear? Oh, my gosh. Would you like to hear the titles? Yeah. Okay. So Deadly, Death Threads. Pinned for murder. Every oh, time geez. I hear these, it just brightens yeah. my day. Deadly notions. Uh-huh. Dangerous alterations. Reap what you sow. <laughs> oh. Let it sow. Uh-huh. Christmas. Yes. Of course. Remnants of murder taken in. Mm-hmm. Wedding duress. Oh. Needle and dread. Uh-huh. Pretty good. And, of course, patterned after death. Uh-huh. So nice. if you're a fan of that series, yeah. we're, we can hook you up. Yeah. Coming to you in standard print in uh, March. Uh... Cro- Whoa, crossed out stitched all of a sudden we were Sorry. in college radio for a minute no. there <laughs> uh, uh, here's to, this is bruce springsteen's new song uh, old song uh, okay old song on a new album wait wh- hold and on and cut all right okay. the third victim by philip margolin yeah. margolin continues his return to the exceptional form mm-hmm. of his early novels with this gripping tightly plotted and smooth innocent written. until proven quilty Per- <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Hats off. Woo. Eric, oh. you just dropped your mic on the ground. Pick that up, please. That's I, a, I panicked in the middle of important. Still, I couldn't still, breathe. You did it's it. the most exciting moment you of my life. Uh, okay. A woman stumbles in. This is, again, if you forgot, the third victim by Philip Margolin. Right. A woman stumbles into a dark road in rural Oregon, tortured, mm-hmm. battered, and bound. Ooh. She tells a horrific story about being kidnapped and tortured until finally she managed to escape. She was a lucky one. Two other women with similar burns and bruises were found the heck? dead. What do you think? Are you scared? Sounds dark and scary. Yes. I, know, I don't want to read that. Yeah. Philip Margolin. What are you going to do? Okay. Do you ever find... Bless you. Thank you. Go Are on. you ever just like, life's too dark to be reading this dark book? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's that's just how I feel sometimes um, with that stuff. Brad Both, Brad Meltzer. Uh-huh. And you like his, what's it called? Rule of Fate? Book of Fate. Book of Fate. Okay. And no, I didn't like his, oh, and I hated Identity Crisis. Oh, yeah. I don't like Identity Crisis either. I do like his Green Arrow. Okay. So, yeah. Brad Meltzer's back with the escape artist. Two hours outside of <laughs> Washington, D.C. is the mortuary for the U.S. government's most top secret high-profile cases. <laughs> okay. America's most important funeral home. <laughs> okay. To work there, mortician Jim Zig Zwitschikorowski oh, yeah. has one rule. My world. Never let a case get personal. Oh. But when a new... And don't take anything from the body's pockets or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the second totally. rule. Yeah. Don't take the body's home. I thought you loved me. Third also, rule. Also, I stole these matches. Yeah, don't do that. When a new body arrives, a young uh-huh. female sergeant, Nola Brown, who mm-hmm. has a who was a childhood friend of Zig's daughter. Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't have to do the autopsy on a family friend. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Zig can't help himself. <laughs> Looking sorry, closely Uncle at Nola's Bobby. body, he realized immediately, this isn't Nola. Uh-huh. Indeed, his daughter's friend is still alive and on the run. Uh-huh. Zig's discovery reveals a sleight of hand being played at the highest levels of power uh-huh. and traces back through history to a man named Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nola, oh, you were right. Keep running. All right. That sounds nonsensical. Yeah. First of all, reading that, all I can pic- picture is the 1970s uh, comic strip character, Ziggy. Okay, sure. Uh, as, I was, a, as a mortician. I was thinking of Ziggy Stardust of David oh. Bowie, yeah. Well, either one of them, I think, would be out of place in a mortuary. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Has something to do with Harry Houdini? Yeah. I don't know, Brad. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Look, we'll have this, we'll have this okay. in March. 
can I can I go for the lowest common common denominator right now? Why stop now? All right, book series. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the first book. Okay. A bunch of people in an elevator. Okay. Somebody lets lets one out. Okay. And it's very smelly. Wow. And everybody's trying to figure it's out who it actually is. Actually, the lowest. Common and the, denominator. the main character who who's it was. Yeah. No, he's the one who dealt he, it. No, he dealt it. He did not. Okay. He dealt it. Everyone else is smelling it, it and yeah. trying to figure out who it is. Sure. He has to get out before they pinpoint it. it was yeah. him. Yeah. The escape fartist. <laughs> so stupid. Every that is so stupid. Every book though That's... is a different situation where he where this happens to him I, I and he had, has to find a new way to get out or blame call, it on someone else. I had to call an Uber to get to the end of that joke and the punchline was the escape fartist. <laughs> That's what you put me and our listeners imagine, through. Imagine Stop all it. the situations. Family reunions. Which one of these is your microphone? Dentist. I'm pulling the cord. What if he's in the dentist chair? There's all only right. three people. The dentist, yeah. his assistant, and right. him. Right. How is he going to get out of that? Yeah. They're about to gas him, yeah. but he just gassed gas them. Them. <laughs> So stupid. Hold on. Oh. Okay, I pushed Eric's microphone away. Sweet Vengeance by Fern Michaels. Tessa Jameson couldn't have imagined anything worse than losing her beloved twin girls and husband until she was convicted of their murder. For 10 years, she has counted off the days in Florida's Correctional Center for Women, fully expecting, hold on, to die behind bars. Fighting to prove her innocence holds little appeal now that her family's gone. But on an extraordinary day, her lawyers announced that Tessa's conviction has been overturned due to a technicality, and she's released on bail to await a new trial. Hounded by the press, Tessa retreats to the small tropical island Uh owned by her late husband's pharmaceutical company. There she begins to gather knowledge about her case. For the first time since her nightmare began, Tessa feels a sense of purpose and working to finally expose the truth and avenge her lost family. Oh, no. One by one, the guilty will be led to justice and Tessa can gain closure. But will she be able to learn the whole truth at last and reclaim her freedom and her future? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Fern Michaels. Holly Hunter and Fern Michaels' Tessa. Seriously. That's surprising to me. That doesn't seem like Fern Michaels at all. Yeah. Usually, Fern Michaels books are about two 60-year-old women uh, sharing decaf coffee on uh-huh. a flower-covered sun porch wow. in the Georgia Plains. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this, yeah. this is about some serious stuff. Yeah. And it's funny because the cover is very, like, Maybe she sun-kissed. It's very sun-kissed with, like, pink font. Uh-huh. It does not look like about a woman yeah. being framed for the murder Maybe of her Fern entire Maybe Fern Michaels family. can't take it anymore. Maybe she can't. Um, Maybe she's got to let it out. Maybe this is her J.D. Rob. Yeah. Maybe this is J.D. Fern Michaels Rob. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, quick quick comment. I don't... Instead of Brad Meltzer, okay. it's Brad Smeltzer. Okay. All right. I have to give you that one because it's obvious <laughs> and it needed to be said. But now, okay. now we have to move on. Yes, I'm done with uh, Brad Smeltzer's The Escape I think artist. we're all done with it. Uh, what, what do you have coming out? What? On the New York Times bestseller list. All right, New York Times bestseller list for hard, be selective, hardcover fiction. Okay, <laughs> be selective. Yeah, I wanted you to pick a good list. Okay, yeah, the hardcover fiction. Okay, so number ten is Robin. That's for you, Claudia. Drum roll. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you. I thought it was just gonna like reverberate into nope. the mics, and somebody's gonna be like driving nice and like, touch. holy crap, and like crash. But yes, yeah. one of our listeners, Claudia, commented that she liked your drum roll. Yeah. You gotta give the people what they want. I, I totally my, miscalculated. It's it. not my first day. I know, yeah. I know my way around yeah. a drum roll. Yeah, you're the P.T. Barnum of podcasts. I don't like the connotations of there. No, no, because of the way you like capture and no. force elephants no. to entertain us. No, no, I don't think it works. It breaks down. <laughs> okay, but Hugh Jackman will play you in the future. Well, that's kind of fun. Oh, but he'll be older then. That's true. He'll play. Oh, and he's older than you now. Yeah, so he's got to play older you while you're still young. Probably. So that's <laughs> yeah. gonna be hard to see. It's all right. All right. Uh, number 10 on the hardcover fiction list. Uh, Robbie Chuix. No, Robbie Chow? Robbie, you've, you told me about this. It's by James Lee Burke. Robichaw. Robish, Robichaw. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Robbie Chow. Yep. <laughs> a bereaved detective confronts his past and works to clear his name when he becomes a suspect during an investigation of the murder of the man who killed his wife. Sounds like he's letting it get personal. I think he is. I and think he that's, is. And he that's shouldn't. the third rule? Second rule. Yeah. First rule. First rule of right. Mortuary right. assistance. Are we talking about? Yes. Okay. Yep. Number nine. First rule. Blood Fury by J. R. Ward. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Debuting new this week. Yep. This is the third book in the Black Dag- Dagger Legacy series. I guess Black Dagger is a group of vampire 
I don't know why you're asking me like that. No. <laughs> Number eight, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate, a South Carolina lawyer, okay. learns about the questionable practices of a Tennessee orphanage. Hmm. So there's that. Yeah. Number seven, New This Week, The okay. Immortalist by Chloe Benjamin. Okay. I, I don't know why. I guess I started Ben. Yeah. And then I didn't realize it was just going to be Benjamin. Yeah. So. You got a little lost uh, yeah. there, didn't you? Four adolescents learn the dates of their deaths from a psychic, and their lives go on different courses. Okay. Is that something you'd read? I don't think so. Sounds kind of Stephen Kingy. A little bit. Stephen King-ish. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, or does this sound more like Joe Hill? Oh, I haven't read Joe Hill, so I can't tell you. Okay. Uh, Sing, Unburied Sing at number six by Jasmine Ward. So this must have just got a boost yeah. from the... Oh, the award season. Yes. Definitely. It's had a resurgence. Yeah, 13-year-old boy comes of age in Mississippi while his black mother takes him and his toddler sister to pick up his white father who is getting released from the state penitentiary. And these are... Is this a poetry book? No, otherwise it'd be in nonfiction. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere at number five. Oh, that's another one. By that's Celeste That's been on the list for a while, That, but that was another big mm-hmm. award winner. So Did you see... It's being rediscovered. Uh, this so, is like when TV shows wouldn't get popular until syndication. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Did you see Celeste NG tweeted uh, a text she had with her mom? She took a yes. photo of uh, Little Fires Everywhere being on the New York Times bestsellers list and sent it to her mom. He's like, Mom, look who's on the New York Times bestsellers list. And her mom was like, that's nice. Going out for breakfast right now. Talk to you later. <laughs> so Hard to please. Yeah. Number five and number four are tied. So number four is The Rooster Bar by John Grisham mm. by a young John Grisham. By young John Grisham? No, it's current oh, day John Grisham, current, who's very old. Not that old. He's doing well. 60? So I want to say 60, yeah. Yeah. Hey, people think you have your midlife crisis at 50. Yeah. Nobody lives to 100. I don't know. I dare say... These days. I should be having my midlife crisis right now. Because if <laughs> I see 65, I'm doing very well. Uh, or... It's adorable that you think you're not having your midlife <gasps> crisis right now. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I haven't bought a nice car yet. Know thyself. Uh-huh. Anyway. From the Matrix. Oh, yeah. She, the Whoa. Oracle said, yeah. <laughs> How does one know thyself? <gasps> a mirror. <laughs> Stupid. So, don't hey, attribute that to Keanu I Reeves. don't know if this is true, oh, because well. I didn't know if I was having a midlife crisis or not, but I would say I'm on fire today. On fire? Yeah. Today? Well, I you got had, the escape You had artist. Like a, a five-minute monologue about farts, <laughs> and then you <laughs> laughed for twice as long. So, no, I don't think you're on fire. Would <laughs> Okay. If you were on fire as the mm-hmm. fartest, you would explode. <laughs> that's that's one of his greatest weaknesses. Yeah, it is. Flame. Maybe his uh, greatest. Number three, <laughs> Origin by Dan Brown mm-hmm. is at number three. This yep. is going to be... John Grisham and Dan Brown have been on... They, they kind of got these books out at the same time, and yep. they have not left these spots. Nope. Though I think... Their fates are forever intertwined. I think technically... Soulmates. Rooster Bar was higher for a while than Origin, yeah, it was. and now it's, it was. now it's lower. Yeah. Hey, number two is new this week it's called the wife between us by greer Hendricks and sarah pekanan pekanan hmm. pekanan i don't think i've seen this one the connection well it's new this week okay it just came out this week fine the connections linking a hedge fund manager his ex-wife and his fiance are explored from several points of view hmm. and number one two weeks on the list the Woman in the Window by oh. A.J. Finn, a recluse who gets, get this, she oh. drinks heavily and takes prescription drugs. Oh, <laughs> Uh-oh, she may have witnessed a crime across from her Harlem what townhouse. What am I seeing? What am I seeing right now? I saw a crime from my townhouse. I know what I saw. Ma'am, ma'am. Oh, thank goodness you're here. I just, I witnessed a crime. I just, let me just clear these pills away. Ma'am, have, have you been drinking It was just a mimosa heavily? And, and vodka. Ma'am, are the, is that Advil? Maybe. Is that Tylenol? Yes. <laughs> is that Motrin? Forget it. I saw a crime on my window. Are you mixing those in your drink? You are. <laughs> I'm not the one on trial here. <laughs> Ma'am, I have to ask. Did you just come off a cruise? Maybe. What was your cabin number? Ten. I'm the one in the cabin ten. I don't know. True story, though. I have this book. This is my next to read. What? So, yeah. The woman in the window? Oh, yeah. You just can't get enough of uh, women who are addicts. Not addicts. Okay. What, what's the right word I should use? Alcoholics. <laughs> okay. You just can't get enough of your... Boozy? 
<laughs> your women who make themselves uh, unreliable narrators uh-huh. witnessing crimes maybe books. Uh, right. <laughs> so right, yeah, it's a it's a pretty yeah. it's a it's a gone, subgenre. I feel like we we say Gone Girl started this, but that wasn't the yeah. thing about Gone Girl. Really, it was the girl on the train. Yeah, who started the though? I guess like. Gone well, Girl had Gone unreliable Girl, narrators. Gone Girl, yeah, was like the unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. twisty, yes. uh, female-centric thriller. The girl on the train has been was the one that's like, but make sure we can't even trust yeah. this this yeah. woman. She has yep. to be drinking, yeah. taking pills. She needs to black out occasionally, yeah. like on her way to the Throw police up station. A lot, as yes. I recall, is a lot of yes. vomiting in the middle of a police interrogation. She needs to pass out for I three hours and I come back. Read, uh, I haven't read *The Woman in the Water* by Paula Hawkins, and I haven't read *The Lion Game* by Ruth Ware. But Ooh. this one sounded good. *Lion Game* we don't think is good. But Girl yeah. in the Water, my wife said she did it again. Oh, she wow. says it's it's very good. Her, the author or Rosario Dawson? Which one? <laughs> you think? Okay. So anyway. all right, so so what? Are, so you're gonna read the woman in the cabin? The woman in the window. <laughs> you're gonna read the woman That's in the window next, slip right there. Yeah, yes, I am. By AJ sure Finn. Am. Okay. Well, yeah. it'll be fun to hear what you think of it. Yeah. Thank you. you I like to think so. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it won't be fun. Couldn't. It's Maybe possible. it'll be a normal Nick review. It's possible that it will be like that. Did you yeah. hear what I said? Yeah, it's a normal Nick review. Like those are fun. <laughs> I get it. All right. I Sometimes they're silly. Sometimes you're like, uh, I actually preferred The Hobbit over the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. You sneeze to avoid uh, that hot take. But yeah, yeah. Should we get to our topic? I think we sure should. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I gotta think if I got any more dumb book ideas. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Maybe when we do this award, something yeah, will come to hopefully mind. Hopefully, this will get the creative yeah. juices flowing. It seems so. like we should hop on to this, this bandwagon of like yeah. writing these mysteries of yeah. drunkards. But it well, also you, seems you've like you've got to finish that Swedish, oh yeah, Danish thing you're co-authoring yeah. with a Dutch. series of Dutch. Yes. Yeah, you got to finish that. Yeah, so. but that's fine. Yeah, actually, the problem is now he's just sending to me like his work in text form. He's texting you. Okay. Well, Snapchat form. Okay. James, like he, James Pattinson was this? Pattinson, yeah. Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> Pattinson. Okay. It depends on who's translating and oh, from where. Oh, that makes where. sense. That makes sense. Depends on if you're the receiver or yeah. the caller on the yeah. phone call. Yeah. So, and it also depends if you're totally. on speakerphone or not. So you were hired to be the co-translator, co-author. I'm kind of like a ghostwriter. You're a ghostwriter. Yes. Okay, like the 90s PBS uh, ghost that yes. helps solve people's well, murders. According to him, yeah. he's... According he's, to the he, PBS this is a, this book is going to be a transcript of a ghost he's listening to. He's listening to a ghost. Yes, huh. and he's transcript, and then and now the ghost is speaking in English. I don't know what he. Yeah, <laughs> he says it's just speaking in numbers, like zeros, ones, and zeros. Like a binary situation. Yes, it's a binary Michael situation. Crichton, maybe. Maybe. Huh. Maybe <gasps> the <gasps> ghost is Michael Crichton. Oh my god! That's gosh. how Sherry Crichton found dragon's teeth. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, zero one one zero one one zero zero one. Boy, that's a that's a mystery we just solved. A mystery worthy. The oh. Edgar Awards. Oh. Uh, Mystery Writers of America is proud to announce as we celebrate the 209th anniversary of the birth of the Edgar Allan Poe. I said of the. <laughs> we all heard. <laughs> Gonna keep going though. Yeah, please. The nominees for the 2018 Edgar Allan Poe Awards honoring the best in mystery fiction, nonfiction, and television published or produced in 2017. The Edgar Awards will be presented to the winners of our 72nd gala banquet, April 26th. 2018 at the Grand Hyatt Hotel, New York City. Wow. Are you going to be there? Am I going to be at the, at the Edgar, Edgar Awards? To accept my award? Well, just to cover it for all the books. Live. You, yeah. you might do it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yes, that's right, folks. The Edgar <laughs> Awards, uh, the nominees. Nick, I'm standing outside. I think I see Paula Hawkins coming up. Nope. That is not Paula Hawkins. Uh-huh. I'm informed that's, that's a caterer. That is a caterer, okay. Nick. She has is... she, Eric, has she written any books? Uh, let me ask her. Ask her if she's written ma'am? any books. Ma'am. What is she saying? Ma'am. What is she ma'am? saying? What is she saying? Then she has written no books. Okay. And she is out of hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Thank you, Eric. All right. We'll come back to you in just a minute. So that's just a little preview, folks. That was actually, <laughs> that was a clip from last year's Edgar Awards. And that's <laughs> yes. the kind of magic you can hope to capture yeah. again. The Edgar Awards are going to be announced in April. Uh-huh. So we're going to tell you the nominees right now. A lot of these are either available here at the David A. Howe Public Library or mm-hmm. through the STLS system. Man. We'll be glad to get them Can for I you. Can I tell you, book awards? Yeah. Best thing in the world for us. Yeah. Easiest easiest segments yes. in the world. It's some good I, collection development. I could, I could do an episode on a book award every week. Really? It's just, it's just, here's some books. Yeah. What are the titles? Yeah. So I have you, to read author names, and me, that's what confuses me. I know a it lot. does. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you often, like, are you going to go and purchase? Like, will you purchase the winner of this? Did you last year? 
No. You was the winner of last year? I can't remember now. Oh, jeez. That's all Nick. right. That's all right. Here, I'll look up last year. Okay. Well, you... No, I this this isn't really my genre. Okay, I think for for a, like mystery, obviously, is a is a big genre that we yes. have here. A lot of people who just go directly to the mystery section, and that's yes. that's the only place well, they go. So from what I've seen, too, I do to answer my own question. I typically buy the winner of the Edgar Award for the collection. <laughs> uh, from what I've seen on this list, it's also very subjective. Oh, like what is a mystery? Yeah. Okay. By some of the uh, winner was, oh yeah, before the fall by Noah Harley. Harley. But we do have Harley. that. Right. But I didn't read it. I almost picked it up. That's the plane crash one. Right. Uh, but it got a lot of bad reviews. Yeah. So confusing. Hmm. And Young Adult last year was The Girl in the Blue Coat by Monica Hess, which I keep meaning to read and I also didn't realize was a mystery. Hmm. Well, do you have the adult winner there? Be curious to know what the best novel for 2017 was. Before the Fall. Oh, it was. Before yeah. Before the Fall. Okay. Best first novel was Under the Horror. Oh, I thought you were talking about the young adult ones. No, okay. young adult was Girl in the Blue Coat. Right. Juvenile was O.C. Daniel. I'm sorry. Okay, Cannon. I'm with you now. Yes, yes, yes. Before the Fall. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I did pick up Before the Fall uh, in mm-hmm. part because it won this award. And I found it really Mary Higgins Clark was the bad. Alphabet series. One that was... No, the... she was the Alphabet series. She wrote the Alphabet series. Mary Higgins Clark? Yes. No. And... Martha Grimes. Okay. Who recently passed away. Okay. Why are you asking me that? I was just trying to remember who Mary Higgins Clark is. Oh, Mary Higgins Clark wrote, um, well, she writes with her daughter, Carol Higgins Clark. Right. <laughs> well, because she has the Mary Higgins Clark Award. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess she does. Mary Higgins have. Clark is the queen of suspense. Mm. I mean, she's she's got a million. Yeah. And, and they're always bestsellers. Yeah. She's still going, too. Yeah. She's still writing regularly. Now yeah. she's writing with, um, she does some on her own as mm-hmm. well. I read her as time goes by pretty recently. Mm-hmm. But she's writing with Ella Fair Burke doing that Under Suspicion yeah. series. Right. They have the TV show that digs into cold mm-hmm. cases. So, yeah, very active still. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at what's on the docket for this year. We'll start with Best Novel. So here are your nominees. <clears throat> the Dime by Catherine Kent. Mm-hmm. Prussian Blue. Hey, who's the current queen of England? England? Queen Elizabeth. Is it Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now it's too late. I was going to say she's the queen of suspense because I'm always wondering what she's going to wear. Uh, oh, yeah. it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> Prussian Blue by Philip Kerr. I'll come back when Kate Middleton is queen. <laughs> Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke. Mm-hmm. A Rising Man by Abir Mukherjee. And The Twelve Lives of Samuel Hawley by Hannah On the Tinty. First life of Samuel Hawley. So, the one of these that seemed like it's had the biggest. Uh... I don't recognize any of these oh, best really? novels. Yeah, I don't recognize any well, of these. Well, Philip Kerr is, a, is kind of an old old guard. Okay. Um, so, that's, that's not a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um,. The Twelve Lives of Samuel Hawley is one that I've noticed checking in and out quite a lot here. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about that. All right. Uh, A father protects his daughter from the legacy of his past and the truth about her mother's death in this thrilling new novel from the prize-winning author of The Good Thief. Hmm. Sound good? It explores what it means to be a hero and the cost we Ah. pay to protect the people we love most. Hey, that sounds like the... uh... That's pretty well-reviewed. If you look at like the Goodreads rewards for... Or awards... Sounds like the description of Spider-Man 2. Sorry. The Goodread reviews uh-huh. are all really high for that one. So mm. I don't know if that's necessarily the one that's going to win, but I think right. that's probably the one that's been most commercially successful. Okay. And we do have it here. So all right. take a look. I recognize more of the best first novels. I see. So go ahead. Do you? Okay. Well, yeah. Do you want to talk about them? Go ahead. No, I don't know, oh. of, but I recognize them from like seeing them in our collections. Specifically... Sure. The first one, because I just put that on display. She Rides Shotgun by yeah. Jordan Harper. Dark she Chapter. She must be the eldest. These, again, these are best first novel, so yes. these are debuts. Dark Chapter by Winnie M. Lee. Lola by L- Melissa Schreibner Love. Mm-hmm. Tornado Weather by Deborah E. Kennedy. And Idaho by Emily Ruskovich. Mm. So do you know anything about She Rides Shotgun? Have you seen that one going in and out a lot? or just? I know no. that... There was an empty space on our new book section, and I took that out and I mm-hmm. put it there, cover okay, cover out for people to see it. A simple, no, not really, would have been <laughs> fine. And didn't we talk about tornado weather once? I think we did. I think we did. That's the one that stands out most to me. Uh, Iowa MFA graduate Deborah Kennedy tells the story of a five-year-old girl who goes missing in a small town, Mm. a place where everyone knows something different about her disappearance and about each other in a debut that brings to mind everything I never told you. I'm not familiar with that one. Weird. That doesn't sound like tornado weather to me. No. But didn't even mention Helen Hunt, so that can't be. Oh, sure. Yeah. That can't be right. Helen Hunt's born in the tornado weather. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever watch the movie Twister? Yes. Helen I, Hunt? I told you. Bill Paxton? 
Yeah, he passed away. I know he did. Uh, Twister scared me as a kid. Oh. Because even though I had never seen a Twister yeah. where I live, New England, right. after I saw that, I was like, surely I'm being chased by a Twister. Mm. I used to think like, I don't know, not sentient. Yeah. But like. Malo- when I, a malevolence. Like when I would deliver play. newspapers in the Certainly. dark, I'd be like, is that a. Is that a tornado I hear? Mm-hmm. It was just the wind in okay. my apartment complex. Okay. Never a twister. A twister. Like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The movie Twister, when I was a kid, uh-huh. I loved it. Like, I never, I feel like it was a big, like, spectacle movie. Yeah. It was, like, right when I was sort of was old enough to yeah. see that kind of movie. We did have tornadoes in Michigan. <gasps> I remember occasionally we'd have to, like, go in the hallway of school right. and, like, huddle up. Yeah. Because the tornado sirens were and everybody was off. like, do you smell that? Yeah. And then you had to beat the escape artist. Ah, a nice callback. Yeah. I'm sure glad we brought um, that back. Twister, first DVD. The first DVD you ever owned? No. Oh, first DVD to first ever. DVD. Yeah, it was the first DVD. Twister. Well, let me ask you this. What's the first DVD you ever owned? That I ever owned? Yeah. Jurassic Park 3. Really? Yes. I ended up big, getting... Big William H. Macy. I got a DVD player yeah. for my family for Christmas, uh-huh. and my mom got us all our own dvds so our first dvds we ever owned yeah rush hour 2 shrek and jurassic park 3 that's like a time capsule right there that's 2001 right yeah uh my first DVD. rush hour 2 was a pretty good dvd and for some reason in its scene selection it had trailers for lord of the rings fellowship of the ring it all comes together yeah full circle entrapment was mine oh sure john connery Catherine zeta jones which i loved my whole life rewatched recently Big mistake. Entrapment? Big mistake. Doesn't hold up? Does not hold up. That no. was your first DVD, huh? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you win some, you lose some. Anyway, yeah. that was Tornado Weather by Deborah Kennedy. And again, yeah. that was... That, <laughs> that was, was Twister. That was among... <laughs> yeah, that was among the nominees for Best yeah. First Novel. Uh, moving on to Best Paperback Original. So mm-hmm. a lot of these... It seems like uh, mystery and romance are the main genres that do this, but there is kind of a whole subsection of those that are only paperback originals. Yeah. There's no hard. Some cover. sci-fi does it. I think the uh, yeah. the three body problem only came out in okay. paperback. Yeah. So and Lucky's series like Ancillary Justice and all that. Those are paperback originals. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're. Yes, that's true. I don't think they're copies of uh, Leviathan Wakes. I think those are paperback originals as well. Yeah. So well, they're so thick too. They would cost so much yeah. if you. It's a it's a common thing, but it seems like mysteries are. Um, yeah, you know it's a pretty big, it's a big <laughs> deal in mysteries. So anyway, here are some of the best paperback. Yeah, all originals. the sneezing. Do we have the canine flu? I guess we must. Do you see that? I did. Canine flu is going around. I know. It's terrifying. Got to put little, uh, little, uh, little, little. What masks. do you call them? Yeah, those little white yeah, uh, little hospital masks, masks on my dog. Yeah, that would be adorable. And I can what? get them a little lab. That sounds terrifying. No, to I, me. Get, I guess that's a muzzle. So weird. Yeah. Well, I was thinking I could get them little lab coats and they could be professors. That they, I feel like they would seem more like weird canine scientists trying to experiment on yeah. you. Like I'm taking. He ate it. He yeah. ate it. It's a a, do- <laughs> a dog version. Yeah. Of uh, Andromeda Strain. Oh, so I'd watch it. Yeah. Barkley from Sesame Street teams up with uh, Sprocket from yeah. Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> best paperback original uh-huh. in Farley Field by Reese Bowen. Now that's a name I remember. What? Look up. Tell me what else they've written, will you? Farley. We recognize that name as Reese Chris Farley. Bowen. Reese Bowen. R H Y S Bowen. Uh, Ragged Lake by Ron Corbett. Black Fall by Andrew Maine. The Unseeing by Anna Mazzola. Penance by Kene Minato. And The Rules of Backyard Cricket by Jock Sarong. So that sounds like a fake name. You want to know. Yeah, about Reese her, Bowen. What is, what is another? Her Royal Spiness. Naughty and Nice. A Royal Pain. The Twelve Clues of Christmas. <laughs> Huh. All right. Well, who knows? Uh, Murphy's Law. Oh, Malice at the Palace. Airs and Graces. That's the one I recognize. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> because, you know what? It's because I met her at the ALA conference. Oh, my gosh. And that wasn't even on purpose. Did you ask her about <laughs> Royal Flush? I should have. I wish I would have now. Uh, so in Farley Field. So Evan is that, can wait. Is, Evan's is that, to Betsy. Evan, is, help us. Stop it. Evan and Ellie. In Farley Evan Field, only is knows. historical fiction? Evan blessed. Yes, it is. So in Farley Evenly Field by Reese Bowen, World War II. Evenly bodies. I'm sorry. There's just so many Evan are books. You, are you? Sorry. Uh, so this is in Farley Field by Reese Bowen. Uh-huh. World War II comes to Farley Place, the ancestral home of Lord Westerham and his five daughters. When a soldier with a failed parachute falls to his death on the estate, God. after his uniform and possessions raise suspicions, MI5 operative and family friend mm-hmm. Ben Creswell is covertly tasked with determining if the man is a German spy. The uh-huh. assignment also offers Ben the chance to be near Lord Westerham's middle daughter, 
Pamela, who he furtively loves. But Pamela has her own secret. She has taken a job at Bletcherley Park, the British code-breaking facility. Oh, no. Inspired by the events and people of World War II, writer Reese Bowen crafts a Mm -hmm. sweeping and riveting saga of class, family, love, Mm -hmm. and betrayal. You know who was the killer in that? Tell me. Gravity. Oh, my gosh. I knew it. Okie dokie. Uh-huh. I was going to read you about rules of backyard cricket, but we settled on reading about Reese Bowen yeah. instead. So let's look at best fact crime. Eric, take it away. No? Killers of the Flower Moon The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran. The Road to Jonestown. Jim Jones and People's Church. Look out. By Jeff. How would you say that? Gwyn. Gwyn. Uh, American Fire. Uh, Love, Arson, and Life in a Vanishing Land by Monica Hess. The Man from the Train, The Solving of a Century-Old Serial Killer Mystery by Bill and Rachel McCarthy James. Mrs. Sherlock Holmes, the true story of New York City's greatest female detective and the 1917 missing girl case that captivated a nation by Brad Rica. I've read one of these. Killers of the Flower Moon. Did that win? A Pulitzer or, or not Pulitzer, but a, a National Book Award or something? I can't remember. Did It did not. Oh, it didn't win? No, I don't think it did. That's sad. Nice try. And you enjoyed that, right? I mean, didn't wasn't that the one that was like, felt like a thriller, but it was... I mean, yes, real? I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going to win. I think there was just a documentary on Jonestown that just mm. happened too. Okay. So... And Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio are working on the film adaptation of Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. So that's exciting. Yes. But... Leonardo DiCaprio is also working with Quentin Tarantino on a Charles Manson movie. Interesting. Yeah. But I don't think he's playing Charles Manson. Wait, is he going to play Jim Kirk in the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie? No, I don't think that's... No. He's not going to do that. No, I don't think so. All right. So Best critical slash biographical. From Holmes to Sherlock, the story of the men and women who created an icon by Mm. Matthias Bostrom. Manderly Forever, a biography of Daphne du Maurier by Tatiana de Rosne. I really want to do both read and see My Cousin Rachel. Ah, I, I haven't watched yeah, it Yeah, I got it on DVD here for the I library. I got to do it. Murder in the Closet, Essays on Queer Clues and crime, bef- crime Fiction Before Stonewall by Curtis Evans, Chester B. Himes, a biography by Lawrence Jackson, mm-hmm. and Arthur and Sherlock, Conan Doyle and the Creation of Holmes so this by is, Michael Sims. It's a Sherlock-heavy year. Yeah, so this is uh, basically the fan category. I think so. Yes. I think it is. All right, let's yeah. jump down to best juvenile. Eric, what do you got? Uh, let's see. We have Audacity Jones Steals the Show. Vanished, a frame novel hmm. by James Ponty. Okay. Uh, Kirby Larson writes Audacity Jones Steals the Show. Mm-hmm. The Assassin's Curse by Kevin Sands. Okay. First Class Murder by Robert Stevenson. And Newsprints by Ruzu. Um, I just ordered, actually, Audacity Jones Steals the Show because really? she has a second book coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Audacity Jones and Your Mama. Writing together? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's uh, that I made fun of you there. I think it's Audacity Jones to the Rescue. So, nope, that's the first book. <laughs> Audacity Jones to the Rescue is the first book. The second book is coming out. It steals the show. Okay. I order sorted. Whatever. Right. Look, it doesn't matter. I'm not on trial here. Uh, first Class Murder. Do you want to know about that? That sounds fun. Yeah, hit me up. Okay. Daisy Wells and Hazel Wong are taking a holiday through Europe on the world-famous Orient Express. From the moment the girls step aboard, it's clear that each of the fellow first-class passengers has something to hide. <gasps> Even more intriguing, rumor has it there's a spy in the midst. Then, during dinner, there is a blood-curdling scream from inside one of the cabins. When the door is broken down, a passenger is found murdered. Her stunning ruby necklace gone, but the killer is nowhere to be seen, almost as if they had vanished into thin air. Look out. Daisy and Hazel are faced with their first ever locked room mystery, and with competition from several other sleuths who are just determined to crack the case as they are. For children! (laughs) No, Mom, see, the problem is they were stabbed 17 times with different pressure points. Who could it have been? That's intense. That (laughs) is intense. Uh, Young adult. The Cruelty. Nope, The Cruelty. I'm sorry I said it that way. (laughs) By Scott Bergenstrom. Grit by Gillen French. You need grit to make it in the world a mystery. True true grit. (gasps) Uh, The Impossible Fortress by Jason Rakulik. Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. And The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Uh, Now, I'm not sure why The Hate You Give is there, but I'm going to read it and see if it's a mystery. Okay. But it doesn't seem like it's a mystery. Right now, it's a mystery. Why it's a mystery? Oh. You were asking about the... uh, Did you want to talk about any of these in particular? 
Yes. Oh, go ahead then. Uh, what was this, what were you gonna say? No, I was just thinking about the Mary Higgins Clark Award. It's a confusing award, so I wanted to clarify it. Oh, okay. But go on. Um, I want to know why the Impossible Fortress is on here. Okay. Is on this list. May I, can't I tell you. may I read the description? I'd to love you? it if you would. Okay. And you tell me where you where you figure out it's a mystery. Until May 8, 1987, 14-year-old Billy Marvin of Wetbridge, New Jersey, is a nerd, but a decidedly happy nerd. Afternoons are spent with his buddies, watching copious amounts of television, gorging on Pop-Tarts, debating who would win in a brawl, Rocky Balboa or Freddy Krueger, and programming video games on his Commodore 64 late into the night. Then, Playboy magazine publishes photos of Wheel of Fortune hostess Vanna White. Billy meets expert programmer Mary Zielinski, and everything changes. A love letter to the 1980s, the dawn of the computer age, and the adolescence, a time when anything feels possible. The Impossible Fortress will make you laugh, make you cry, and make you remember the exquisite detail, what it's like to feel, what it feels like to love something or someone for the very first time. Weird. So this is a mystery. I don't know. I'm just looking it up here, and I can tell you that it's, yeah. it's not even cataloged as a juvenile or a young adult book. Yeah. It's cataloging records out of an adult book. Yes. And none of the subject terms... Yeah, have anything to do with mystery. I don't know. It's classified as a humorous fiction. Yeah. So I don't Probably know. the Playboy magazine topic people are like, "Let's not put that in YA." <laughs> but no, no, the record itself doesn't really indicate a juvenile. Yeah. So I think I remember originally seeing it there. Okay. But then Amazon didn't have it as weird. All, so. all right. So going about the Mary Higgins Clark and Okay. All right. So the Mary Higgins Clark award. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll tell you what is up for it real quick here. Mhm. Uh, the Vineyard Victims by Ellen Crosby. You'll Never Know, Dear by mm-hmm. Hallie Afron. The Widow's House by Carol Goodman. Mm-hmm. Uncorking a Lie by Nadine oh, Netman. Yeah. And The Day I Died by Laurie Rader Day. Mm-hmm. Here is some info on the Mary Higgins Clark Award. The winner will be selected by a special uh, uh, Writers Guild person committee for the book most closely written in the Mary Higgins Clark tradition according to the guidelines set forth by Mary Higgins Clark. The guidelines uh-huh. are as follows. The protagonist is a nice young woman whose life mm-hmm. is suddenly invaded. Mm-hmm. She's self-made and independent with primarily good family relationships. Uh-huh. She has an interesting job. Uh-huh. She's not looking for trouble. She's doing exactly what she should be doing and something cuts across her bow. Okay. She solves her problem by her own courage and intelligence. Okay. The story has no on-scene violence. The story has no strong four-letter words or explicit sex scenes. Okay. So The writer is technically a murderer. Ooh, dun dun dun. Is that true? No. About Mary Higgins Clark? No. The other one. You're thinking of Anne Perry. Oh. But now is not the time. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mary Higgins. That's, that's Mary Higgins Clark a, is not a murderer. No, she's not. That's so. actually kind of an interesting uh, award. The, so, oh, that, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, and it yes. seems to have a little prestige along with it. Yeah. So that is your list mm-hmm. of nominees. Yeah. You can see more on the Edgars.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see the full what actually goes into the selection process, mm-hmm. who the judges are. You can find all of that there. And we will let you know when they are announced in April. But in yeah. the meantime... Yeah. It's a mystery. Oh. Yeah. But also in the meantime. Oh. You can use the next couple of months <laughs> to read any of these books. Yes. Because if we don't have them, we'll get them for you here yeah. at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Let us be the sleuths to find these, cop- ah. these copies of the books. I'm, we'll I catch you reading red-handed. Yeah, nice. I like that. I don't know if it really works. Yeah. But thank you for saying yeah. that. Like they have allergic reaction to paper or the no. ink on no, the paper. No, no, no. No, you missed it. You missed <laughs> so it. Not only red-handed, but no, swollen hands. You're missing, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> hives. Nope. We'll catch you hive-handed. Nope. All right. Well, I think that's it. That's it. For the yeah. Edgar Awards. Yeah. What do you have coming up in your life? In my life? Yeah. Well, I'm going to see Dancing with the Stars live again. No, I'm not. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what if I just went on tour with them, That'd following cool. them from city to city? And uh, as Frankie Muniz, Eric Mickles. <laughs> Where'd Frankie go? Same Doesn't age. matter. Similar. Not that similar. You could be like, I'm always in the middle. Ah, I'm a big fat liar. He's not the big fat liar. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's the big... a big fat liar. <laughs> Uh, all right. What do we have going on? February 2nd. February. February. February, <laughs> February 2nd. 2nd. <laughs> like John Travolta in the 70s over there. February 2nd, we're showing My Little Pony the showing Movie. Showing My Little Pony the Movie. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So I don't know anything about this, but I'm getting the vibe from some of the kids I talked to that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is not as cool as I thought it was. Really? Yes. It seems like it's kind of past its prime. Yeah. 
So, whoops, we're going to have an auditorium full of bronies. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I think it's still, I think I'm talking to kids who think they're too cool for school. Oh, yeah. You know, I bet they, I like, bet they've been get in. with the times, daddy-o. Yeah. My little pony was like totally yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're showing Prince that. Of, Princess Dazzle's my favorite, though, if I had to choose. <laughs> if I'm on the spot. Well, I'm, I'm a Twilight Sparkle man myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we, are we still doing, is this still John Travolta? I don't know what's happening. He's no. a brony. I don't, he might be. So he might I, be. He, I don't know how we would actually pronounce Princess Dazzle or whatever her I name don't, is. I don't think yeah. you would. Uh, whoa. What else do we have going on? Well, uh, we've got the workshop that Rachel Bell is leading. Yes. Thank you. That is Thursday, the 25th yeah. at four o'clock. That's right. Children come and learn the dulcimer, which fun. is a not, I, it, it sits on your lap. What is, what does it remind you of? Is it not the mandolin? I know nothing about dulcimers. Oh, okay. It sits on your lap. It's like a stringed instrument. It okay. looks like a sitar. I don't. Not a sitar. I don't think. Look, it's it's, it's an Appalachian instrument. Mountaineers play it. She's going to be teaching uh, children how to play it. Uh, teaching them a song or two. She says it's very easy to learn. Okay. And creates beautiful music. Hmm. And then at. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. She'll yeah. be doing a show with Peregrine Road. Peregrine Road. Yeah. That's her band. Yep. Uh, Rachel what? and Karen Axelrod. Thank you. Piano yes. and yeah. uh, accordion, which is yeah. Rachel's primary. I don't know how many dulcimers are going to be. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see who we'll shows see. back up and plays a dulcimer. Yes. Yeah, we've got that coming up. Our yeah. senior movie this month mm. is American Graffiti. Two o'clock on Ooh. Tuesday, the 23rd. Angelica listeners, you yeah. missed it. But uh, I hope you're enjoying your <laughs> hope you're enjoying your Wednesday night. We do a senior matinee the fourth Tuesday yeah. of every month at yeah. two o'clock. Uh, next month, I guess it they is could catch him. based on the August Wilson. Oh yes, uh, Denzel Washington. Play. Denzel and Washington. Viola Davis. Thank you, yeah. Viola Davis. Um, if they miss American Graffiti, I'm sure they can just turn on AMC right now. Yeah, it's playing. Catch it's it. playing yeah. at any given. Just moment. get home and it's yeah. it's on right there. Yep. So. That, would you say that's Richard Dreyfuss's finest hour? Mm. Just kidding. What is your favorite Richard Dreyfuss movie, if I might ask? Out, out of all the Richard Dreyfuss movies I love, yeah, <laughs> it's probably Jaws. Jaws. Okay. Out of what I've seen, I all do right. not like What About Bob. No, I don't like What About Bob either. So, And I know that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. Yeah, it was my grandpa's favorite movie. I never understood yeah, it. But I, I don't care. I don't think it's funny. No, I, I don't, don't. No, I don't think what Bill Murray does is funny. It's unpleasant. Yeah, I think Richard Dreyfuss is a mean character. Hard to watch. I don't think there's no heart to it. No. So, wow, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a takedown of What About Bob, but yeah. I guess I, I guess so, I walked. Have you it. ever seen Mr. Holland's Opus? I guess that's my fault. Sure, I have. Is that Richard Dreyfuss? Yeah, it's Richard Dreyfuss. Is it good? Fun fact: uh-huh. We're showing that as part of our summer reading program. I need you to shut up because I cannot believe you right now. You can't? No. Well, so it's if you true. don't shut up, I'm just going to walk out of this room. Yeah, well. All right. Like a like the escape artist that you are, you're just going <laughs> to poof. I don't know gone. who that was. Yeah, all right. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, please. You wouldn't read the first book? No, I wouldn't. And next month we have Sorrow Estate returning. So that's our concert on February fifteenth, mm-hmm. and don't forget we have our women's suffrage display up right. through February second. So stop in uh-huh. and check that out. We yeah. hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and tell your friends. Yeah. Anything else you want to add for the good of no. the podcast? I'm community? I'm trying to come up with a an elevator themed fart related title for the first game. I was just going to ask them to rate us on iTunes and <laughs> share us with their friends. Listen. But I now I'm not going to no, because yeah, please do. No, I'm not going. No, to. do. I'm please not gonna, rate us. I'm not go- please share with us. But know that I don't make this many fart-related jokes. No, not since Backblast. I know. Not since Backblast. If I, you're right. The Mark this. Greeny book Backblast. There was more fart humor in this than in all of Ender's Game, and Shut that's up. gonna be it for this week. See you next time. Ah!